Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. What's next? What's happening? What's he gonna do? You got the money you owe us, motherfucker? We're putting the band back together. You were the backbone, the nerve center of a great rhythm and blues band. You can make that live, breathe, and jump again. Well, me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. So what happens now? Is the food free or do we pay someone? Of course not. They send you a bill. We'll do it live. No. We'll do it live! Fuck it. They came to work every day and there were no days off. The show goes on! Oh, God. So Ryan Kerrigan is a eagle, a dirty, stinking eagle. Follows in the footsteps of, by my calculations, Andy, Arthur James Monk, mm-hmm. Brian Mitchell, and now Kerrigan, three prominent Redskins who became eagles. Well, different circumstances. One, Monk was just hanging on. I mean, the Jets had released him right. when he went to Philadelphia. Mitchell. Oh, that's right. He went to the Jets first. Yeah. Okay. Mitchell wanted to go in the division because he wanted to play them twice a year. Oh, and he lit him up. Yeah. So he that was intentional to go to Philadelphia. Kerrigan, eh, you wish him well, don't you? Guy Gazunt, as you like to say. Yeah. I mean, he, he was. Goldie, aren't we forgetting about Jeremiah Trotter? Well, Remember he went, that? He went from the Eagles to Washington and then back to the Eagles. Right. And Washington was still paying him when he went <laughs> yeah. back to the Eagles, which is the always, best part. Always worked out that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The thing about Kerrigan, though, when he came – you thought that this guy was going to be a game-breaker. And in his first game, remember he tipped an Eli Manning pass in the yeah. air, took pick it six. in, six. pick six, and yeah. you know, man, this guy's going to be busting up games. 
And what he was was a steady performer. Steady. He's the all-time sack leader. I know, but he's the, do you like sacks, Goldie? I like sacks. He gave you sacks. He's not the best pass rusher in the history of the franchise. Bingo. But he's top. He's top two. Like he's after Dexter. I think he's number two. He's okay. A, he's ahead of Charles. He Why is he not a great Dexter? pass rusher? Did he disrupt the game? He had sacks he had every sacks. year. Yes, he had numbers. 95 sacks in 10 years, never missed a game. Why are we well, not no, lauding missed, this guy? He missed a game? He missed four, four, games. four games. This last in year. Tw- 2019. Yeah. Okay, but he had a streak until this he past did. year. He did. Why aren't we lauding him as one of the great Redskins of all time? Because the team stunk. That's part of it. There's another part of it, too, by the way. As I get up here, and I'm going to go adjust the blinds here, you discuss amongst yourselves for two seconds. I have a theory on this. Why do you think he's not as respected? That's the right word. Well, I think he's respected. I think with Kerrigan, though, there was definitely a pushback the last few years of people trying to point out every little flaw that he had and what he wasn't. I think to your point, there should have been more of an appreciation for what he was, you know, instead of getting caught up in, like, what he wasn't. Okay. But, like, if you look at his per-game production, Dexter blows away Ryan. And they didn't start tracking sacks till 82. Dexter's first season was 81. So mm. we have no idea what Dexter's sack total actually should okay. be. It should be a lot higher than what it is. Another knock was Kerrigan was not good against the run. Well, neither was Dexter. Oh, no. De- neither was Bruce Smith. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Bruce Smith came. <laughs> Bruce Smith wanted the robe and the coins. I know. He was here He was here for the sack numbers. And, and with Dexter, when you say per game, you do have to factor in a couple of drug suspensions well. there, too. So, so let's, but still. Yeah, but so, still. You know, the one thing about Kerrigan, he was there. You you could count on him to play. See, I think that counts that for a does. lot. That does. Don't 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 analysts say that best ability is avail? Yes. Ability. Right. And right. he was always available. Can't make the club in the tub. That right, exactly. I think Galdi, part of what cuts against Kerrigan is that he was John Cena. Too perfect. He was clean cut, fresh faced, the promoted face of the team during bad years, and a white guy. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not trying to stir any shit up. But there was a lot that goes into I hear callers to our stations in town. And the dogging on Kerrigan is beyond belief. Yeah. No, he's, he's a classic white meat baby face. Mm-hmm. People, <laughs> people turn That's on what I'm that. looking for, the white meat baby face. People turn on that, and especially, like you said, with the team being bad, yeah. it's like those two things don't go well together. If the team is good, then you look at him and say, oh, what a wonderful guy, you know, big staple of the franchise during this glorious era, but the team stunk. Yeah. He was this white meat guy, and people, I think, turned on that as time went on. Uh, very boring, too. I remember when we would have him on the radio, Andy, yeah. oh. and I thought, this is a big get. Starter, defensive player, he, Ryan Kerrigan, he, let's go. He's and, nothing. He's Midwest. He's he's <laughs> Purdue. He you know, he's he's sort of like John Jansen too. And and Jansen was a guy who was a very good player on okay. bad teams. Yeah. And he was liked and then he couldn't play at the end. The thing that you worry about with Kerrigan, you remember the Jansen game when they came and they played Detroit the next year? And Detroit had a 19-game losing streak, and uh, Washington was losing the game, and, and Jansen was like the fifth-string lineman, and he's yelling at people on the sidelines and gloating and all that. So, yeah, kind of wonder about that with Kerrigan. Well, I'm glad he got a job. I thought his career might be over. I thought he was going to get no offers. I think he got humble big time. I mean, th- this lingered for a while. Him on the free agent market, and then he told John Kime that Washington told him from the get-go it didn't want him back which is another really interesting thing. I mean, right. Ron Rivera is purging this team of all these guys who have right. been here for years. You think it's a systematic purge? Yes, yeah, I do. I agree. And I don't blame them. I think it's the right way to go. But mm-hmm. they paid in, They were not interested in bringing him back. Yeah. So. All right, let's pour one out for old Joe Valerio. Yeah. Dead at 71 years old, died of cancer. 
He of the infamous Valerio Productions. <laughs> the sports reporter is brought to you by Valerio Productions on ESPN on Sunday mornings. I didn't know him, uh, but I felt like I knew him through all the people I knew who worked on that show. And that was the beginning of what we have now. That That is the reason we have Pardon the Interruption and all the other shows that have mimicked it. It's remarkable to think that the only time ESPN had opinion at that time was a 30 minute slice on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. with some old ass dinosaurs, you know, Mitch Album and uh, Bill Conlon. Bill Conlon turned out to be a pedophile. Yeah. Uh, you know, Album, who was a turned out to be a wild exaggerator. Yes. Maybe even a plagiarizer, was he? Well, it, was, it wasn't that. He, he wrote a story about an event that he didn't attend. <laughs> Uh, that, that was, That's right. That, the final four, yeah, right? You know, that, semantics. That was bad. Right. But, you know, you, see, you say, our dinosaur. when Lupica was on it, Lupica was the, the big young thing. I mean, he was, he, he <laughs> no, he had. That's sad that he'd be the, quote, well, big young thing. He had personality, okay? Turned out people hated his personality when he had bigger forums. But on that show, he had personality. and He so was the little, little yapping dog. Yeah. He would stir things up because the other opinions were pretty genteel. Right. You know, Bob Ryan, eminently reasonable, mm-hmm. good guy, yep. but sort of milk toast. Who else threw bombs? Oh. Nobody, yeah. right? And they'd have, they'd have like, Leonard Coppett, who was on, who covered, like, DiMaggio, and he pulled his pants up to his chin. <laughs> and, you know, like, I don't remember Leonard Coppett. Yeah, yeah they, they're old-timers. But the guy, the guy who made that show go was Dick Schapp. Dick Schapp was brilliant. He was he was just great at this, and he could sometimes say three or four words in a whole show, and somehow it all stayed together. It was really good. So what what spawned then the the basically the hot take culture that came of ESPN that they are now? It's all opinion now. PTI, it, right? Yeah, PTI. So that was it. That well, changed the game. What happened, that changed the game. What happened was Roy Firestone left, or they fired him, or however it worked out. He was doing an interview show. And then there was a guy named Chris Conley, I think is his name. And he did a show that was similar to that. It was really boring, and they okay. took it off. And they came up with the idea. You know who did it was, I think, Mark Shapiro when he was, when he was working at ESPN. He came up with the idea because he knew... Tony and Wilbon, and he put them together, and they already had chemistry. I mean, hmm. that, that was that was a, a perfect storm there of an idea to have two columnists go at it and columnists who had been doing what they do on TV for 20 years before that. And everybody yeah. else is trying to imitate that. Oh, well, pour one out for old Joe Valerio of Valerio Productions. Meanwhile, Marv Albert, Andy, is stepping down mm. finally 55 years I, of doing – NBA games. It's amazing. I would yield to Al on this because your dad would have you grew up in New York, right? Yep, yep. So so Marv is his guy, has to be, right? Marv's the god in New York. Yeah. I mean, Marv was a star in New York, what, 40, 50 years ago? Over Do, 50. Doing Rangers games, right, and Knicks games? And- he started out as a ball boy for the Knicks. His mentor. Marv did? Yeah, when he wow. was a kid. And uh, Marty Glickman. Was the uh, yeah. Marty Glickman's like the godfather of the whole business, okay. and uh, he, he took Marv under his wing, and he had to miss some games in the early '60s. Marv was like 21 years old, and he started doing some Nick games here and there, and became voice of the Knicks like '67, something like that. The Rangers mm-hmm. about the same time, and at one time, this is how big Marv was. And this is when local TV sports was still a big deal, you know, like the days of Glenn Brenner and uh, right. and, and George Michael. He would do the nightly sports on Channel 4 in New York. Then he'd sit down and do a Knicks or a Rangers game. 
Then after the game was over, he'd do the sports from the site. Then he'd hop on a plane for the weekend and go do an NFL game or an NBA national game. I mean, he was as big as it got, especially in New York. Do you think if what happened with Marv in 97 happened today no. in this current environment, no would he have lasted another no. 25 years? No, he no. went He went Jurassic Park on a woman's back yeah. Yeah. in a sexual orgy. Here, in, right, <laughs> right in this area. Yeah, Arlington. And, was it really in Arlington? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right in this area. I remember seeing him the night before. Before he was arrested, Vanessa Perhock. Yeah, he was doing. I it. can't re- can't unlearn that name. I don't yeah. know why I knew it so well. He uh, he was doing a, a Knicks game at the Capitol Center. I was happened to be there that <laughs> night, and then the next day I read he's arrested. And was uh, she an escort? She had an affair going. He was married oh, at the time. Oh, that he, was his gumar. Yeah, and he'd come down here, you know, oh, i got to make a run to Washington. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm going to bite your back <laughs> and every, and then there with was, authority. And then all these things, things came out, how Marv used to like to sing show tunes. I mean, it was so incredibly embarrassing. Yeah, and it was. Say, when he has his mug shot, is he going to have to take off his toupee? And, you know, right. You know, all those things. So he lost all his gigs after that, right? Just, just for a while. Real short time. And then they're like, is everything quiet down? And they're like, let's slide him back in good for him for enduring that i mean that's a lot of personal embarrassment but like you said goldie we're in a different day and age no way would last today no 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 way i mean with the me too movement Mm -mm. no wouldn't last so pour one out for marv he he said in a self-deprecating statement today now i can focus on my gardening and my ballroom dancing (laughs) yes and it counts now his son has been given the a job in hockey mm-hmm. with uh, uh who is it uh turner the, tnt no the no the the analyst who did it with uh, doc emrick oh eddie olchick eddie olchick yeah so basically uh kenny is going to be the new doc emrick yeah and he's he's a both of them i don't know marv i know kenny a little bit they're both everybody loves them they're they're down-to-earth people really nice guys yeah, right. kenny's local kenny yeah. was doing caps games years ago so yeah nice good good for him good to see good guys get gigs right when it's all said and done mm-hmm. uh, i got an email here andy i want to read this is right up your alley it couldn't have been more timely in terms of the request that came in this is from one uh kenny in Rochester, New York. Ready? Yep. He writes, Zabe, I don't make a habit of highlighting PFT and all that often. I don't want to be infected by the media bias pandemic. However, a post was made about new Washington football team Red Wolves receiver Diami Brown wearing number two for them. A blip on the bottom said that he wouldn't need to do much to become the greatest number two in team history because basically nobody's worn it. I then looked it up and found out, in great punting sensation from the bowels of Emporia State University, by the way of Iowa State, one Kelly Goodburn is one of the last guys to wear the old deuce. Mm-hmm. I think he was cut for Reggie Roby, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> of course, you would know all this. Yes. Uh, my emailer says, I had no idea who he was. You probably do. Anyway, I'd love to hear quick segments about guys like this who are blips on the Redskins history radar screen, but nonetheless had interesting careers. You and Andy are older fans who need to pass off all this Redskins history to us younger fans. I appreciate these nuggets that you and Andy give to us. I'd be interested in hearing more. Okay, I got two names for you. Okay. Billy White Shoes Johnson, Steve Bartkowski. Okay. Billy White Shoes Johnson won game, returned one punt. And I think that's the last game he ever played in the NFL. Okay. And then when Joe Theismann broke his leg, 
and they brought back Babe Laufenberg to be the backup. They needed a third stringer around. Okay. And, and Steve Bartkowski finished up his career here. And there's there's a few like that. Uh, Deacon Jones played one year. He was a random Redskin. Well, not random, but you know he had that Hall of Fame career mostly with the Rams. I think he wants random Redskins. Well, okay. Who's your favorite random Redskin, Galdi? Sean Alexander. That's a good one. <laughs> Who is here? Running back. Yes. Yeah, past yes. His Remember, he was the MVP of the league in 02, I want to think. And okay. he, was, he was here in 05, and he, like, did nothing here. Wasn't that the year they also brought in Priest Holmes? That was 2010. That was a Shanahan first year. <laughs> yeah. They brought in um, yeah. Willie Parker, Larry Johnson. <laughs> yes. yes. Shanahan Not Priest in. Holmes. Willie Parker, Larry Johnson, and a third guy who was Willie. also way past his prime. Well, they had Portis. That was his last year. So okay. So maybe it was just two of those. Oh, they brought in Joey Galloway, too. Yes, right. yes they did. There you go. Yes. And I remember the one time we had access to Bruce Allen downtown mm-hmm. at a remote, remember? Mm-hmm. And I was able to face-to-face go, you know, you're bringing these guys in. Like, what do you, how many catches do you think you're going to really get out of Joey Galloway? And Bruce Allen, ever slick, this is why he lasted so long, more on him in a second, says, oh, come on, what are we, playing fantasy football here? Do you remember him saying that to me? I, I, I vaguely do. I also remember this. What a slick asshole he was. I got to give him credit, Galdi. That was a good response, but fuck him. It was a shitty signing. It was, a no, it was like, what are you doing? You're signing bubblegum cards. I, know, he, I thought you were smarter than that. He did nothing. Yeah. Well, no, he had, exactly. did nothing on the roster, but I remember when he was first hired, we had him at the Super Bowl. And we were the line of questioning was, you know, is Dan Snyder going to be making scouting trips with you? And and he just, you know, no, 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 no. He's the owner, you know. This. <laughs> and what do we know? Who's scouting RG three? There's right. Danny on the sideline taking a look. Yeah, uh, Flipper Anderson was a random yes. Redskin. Yes, yes. Wide receiver yes. who lit it up for one year with Gus Farad, I want to say. Uh, I don't think he lit it up. I think he was okay. Okay. Henry Ellard lit Henry it up. Ellard Ellard was great. Had a good run here. Former Ram. Yeah, yeah, Henry Ellard was here for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, Random Redskin. Andre Reed came here. Briefly. Okay. In 2000 when they had injuries at receiver. Rich Gannon was a random Redskin yeah, before once upon a time. Yeah. Before yeah. he became a star, right? Yeah. Exactly. When he was just sort of lingering in the league and then he had this great resurgence mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, other random Redskins. Ben Davidson. Remember the big handlebar mustache? No. He was here. He was a big star with the Raiders in like the 60s and the 70s. He was here briefly before that all that happened. Okay. Uh, yeah. So maybe once a week when I have you on, Andy, we'll do one random Redskin to help fill in the gaps since this listener is a big Washington football team fan from Rochester who wants to hear about the guys of yesteryear. So De'Ami Brown wearing number two. That is kind of weird. How do you feel, Galdi, about these low numbers now allowed in the NFL? I love it. You do? I love it, yeah. I think think this is needed. NFL's got to relax on this stuff. It's one of the cool things about college football. And guys do look faster in singular numbers. I don't know why that is. but <laughs> Really? Yes. So that'll add to his 40 time. What about you know, this Brady bitching about it, though? What do you make of that? Uh, either he's totally correct because he knows a little bit about quarterbacking mm-hmm. or he's just bitching. Mm-hmm. Something makes it hard for me to think they wouldn't just block a guy anyway if he right. wears six and he's barreling in on Brady's yeah. ass, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, who cares what number he is? Fucking block that right. guy. It's, yeah. it's not complicated. Giant, yeah. Giants had a guy, linebacker, Brad Van Pelt, wore number 10. Looked kind of cool. He did? Yeah. because How can you wear a 10? Because he came in right at the time they made that rule. Like, for for years, guys were coming in the league and keeping their number. There was a quarterback who played in the 70s, maybe into the 80s. John Hadle wore okay. 21. All yeah, right. There are a few like that. So I'm going to combine both a red sk- a number thing with a random Redskin. This is the greatest story ever. This uh, I think young Kenny will like this. Ifiani Ojalete. Oh, yeah. 
Tell the ballad. Who wants to tell the ballad of Ifiani Ohalete and his number 26? Good well, up. you guys were presiding over this when it was happening. Right, well, Andy? Okay. Well, he, he wore 26. And safety. Then, yeah, safety. Wore, they traded for Clinton Portis. Who in Denver wore? 26. And Clinton's like, hey, man. What it, what would it take for me to get that number? My yeah. pockets are straight. Yeah. My pockets are straight. Clinton, not being the master negotiator, settled on a price of forty thousand dollars, <laughs> to which there was a twenty thousand dollar down payment, and Ifiani Olete was then cut, <laughs> and. Clinton, I think Clinton had a case. I don't know who his lawyer was. <laughs> himself, like Fred Davis, who <laughs> represented himself in the nightclub skirmish. But Clinton said, well, you know, I was, then I was going to get the number anyway, so I'm not going to give you the, the other. back half. Yeah. That's null and void now. So they went to court. Ifiani Oalete took Portis to court yeah. court yeah. And here he, in Montgomery County. And they settled, and Portis paid 18000 plus <laughs> I, I, court costs. It, it, court costs, and if he got a lawyer, he probably had to pay him, too. God bless Clinton. So, Clinton acted how do you like, ever go broke? Huh? How do you ever go broke? Clinton acted like the money was never going to stop flowing. Yeah, He well, should have said, you know what? You're probably going to get cut. I'll wear something else in camp. Yeah. And then I'll just lean on the coaches going, hey, you need to reassign this number to me. I'm a big star here. If you, uh, if you look at some old pictures, John Riggins, when he first signed with Washington, wore number 29. Because, no way. Yes, because they had a running back by the name of Moses Denson. And Riggo being Riggo goes, oh, 29, okay. <laughs> and Moses Denson got cut at the end of camp, and Riggo got 44. Cooley said he took 44 or 47 because it was just lying around. And it was like a weird sort of interesting number. That would be Cooley. He and made they, it cool, though. And they gave that away the second he was off the team. That, yeah. was, that was so bad the way they well, did that. So, so, you know how this league is, man. It's brutal, man. Dogs bark, but the caravan moves That's on. That's right. And That's the right. NFL retires you. Not the other way around. 100%. Like, who was it that recently retired league-wide? I forget. Big player. And it was like, wow, I guess that's it. Yeah. They hang him up. All right. Uh, back to uh, good old Bruce Allen. This story blew me away. Mm. Mike Florio Pro Football Talk outlined how in the court case between Snyder and Allen, Snyder tried to cut Allen's compensation, his payout for being fired in half because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And Bruce Allen had to take him to court to go, what is this bullshit? Wow. The latest is they settled before it went to court. It's a matter of nuance. Scaldi, I I shouldn't be floored by anything involving this owner. Neither should you or you. This still floored me. So I actually taped an interview with a guy who broke this story, Daniel Kaplan of The Athletic. Nice. On the Al Galdi podcast, yes, available sir. wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe and listen to it daily. Absolutely. The extent to which there is animosity now between Dan and Bruce <laughs> really is unbelievable. I mean, th- this is something else. So you've got Danny launching all these discoveries into all these different people because of this defamation stuff, right? So he's, he did it with Jesse McLuhan. He did it with this guy, John Moog, who acted as the, the lawyer for the disgruntled minority investors. Right. And that it has turned like this with Bruce. It's one of the all-time divides. I mean, these, these two guys... You know, they were the two peas in the pod. They were the tag team. They were the two guys. You know, Dan was never going to fire Bruce. Not only does he end up firing Bruce, they're in court with each other. And the whole point of this discovery is Dan is looking for more stuff for maybe further legal action. Yeah. It's like, we're just getting going with these two. I, I thought this was the ultimate ride or die, that these two. Yeah, right. No. To the very end, as soon as Snyder realized, I got to cut him loose, he becomes n- but gum on his shoe. He's dead. Just like LeVar Arrington did yeah. before that. Vinny. Just like Vinny did before that. Mm-hmm. Just like 
any number of people. Yeah. So who who's the good guy in this though? With Dan versus Bruce, who's who's the baby face? Who's the person that you get behind? Who's a sympathetic figure? <laughs> not Bruce. Not I, Bruce. He, he can't. He no. can't get behind either guy. Yeah. Because Bruce was such a ruthless, cocky asshole when he was here, and a bad team president, winning off the field and yeah. all this other bullshit. But he stood up there. He took arrow after arrow after arrow for for Dan, who hid behind him. Right. Our culture is damn good. <laughs> That's another statement yeah. that you say to yourself. I can't believe you actually let that come out of your mouth. That's the epitaph. But right. But but and the, now and now Dan has just. I mean, tried to fuck him on his his getaway money. He did that with he did that with everybody. He used COVID. That's what happened with the partners. He said because right. of COVID, That's we right. can't give you your dividend. And they yeah. went, what? What are you talking about? COVID's, <laughs> COVID's beautiful. You can use it as an excuse yeah. for anything. Yeah. And, and NFLPA is using it as an excuse to not show up for off-season workouts. Right. It's like, yeah, it's COVID. Yeah. You know. Uh, however, you, you do know that now that excuse is going away for a lot of us. Like, hey, can you come to my wedding? Can you come to this party? Yeah, right. I can't COVID. I'm worried. It's too late now. It's going bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, are you guys going maskless now, I ask you, since uh, it's been lifted? Not in a restaurant. Be, will you go maskless if you're not asked? Uh, I go and no, I put it on. Do you wear it voluntarily? Yeah, in a grocery store. Well, grocery stores, I guess, are still requiring it. I don't know. So you're really not like ready to get rid of it. I'm <laughs> sort of comfortable with it now. Galdi, what about you? Uh, where I can be without it, I am. But there's okay. still a lot of places. I live in Montgomery County, so there's still a lot of places. The where you People's have to Republic of Montgomery yeah. County. They'll be one of the last places to finally give up the ghost. Be on wearing this. it in 2050. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So uh, Caps won Game One yes. at home before about 3,000 fans. I want to say, mm-hmm. not much. Pretty weak environment. I saw the Panthers lightning game last night. It was a rock'em sock'em affair. In Florida, yeah. yeah. Well, that's been open for months. Well, that's the thing. So I'm thinking that Florida, they had much more in the stadium. This is going to be an advantage as the playoffs come for hockey and for basketball, is mm-hmm. it not? Yeah. Although we know the Caps' history at home in the postseason, it's not exactly sparkling. So no. maybe it's not such a bad thing. That you don't think it's going to be a big deal? I, I, I just think I love watching the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, because it's such a great cauldron of energy. Mm-hmm. And without the full house there, it's it's a bit of a weak cup of coffee. It is. It's different. But, you know, they, they're – it's interesting with Washington, too, with all the uh, the goalie strife they've got and what's happening with Kuznetsov. Well, for those that don't know, the two Russians, Kuznetsov and Ilya Samsonov, mm-hmm. the goalie, they were already on the COVID list once to start the season. They somehow landed back on it again because I think uh, the goalie tested positive and uh, Kuznetsov was a close contact or whatever. And then you got guys like Carpenter, not Carpenter, you got guys like Saraluga. Pretty much shaming the the players, like how bad boys. I'm like, you don't know fucking where he got it. Like, I hate that attitude. It's like these these incorrigible Russians, you know? Yeah, well, the, the message from the team is they're not too happy with them. Isn't no. that the vibe you get? Well, yeah. were they out licking stripper poles? Uh, Who they, knows? They could have been. Sure. Sure. Vodka but, but, bottles. You got it, like, Kuznetsov, of course, has his reputation, right? He had the cocaine thing a few years ago. Well, that that works against him, yeah. yes. But the, the Samsonov, you know, the other goaltender is Vitek Vanacek, and it really is like an RG3 Kirk Cousins thing because Samsonov was drafted to be the goaltender of the future, and he's had one misstep after another. He got right. in his ATV accident about a year ago, mm-hmm. couldn't participate in the playoffs. And so it's been one mess up after another. So Vanacek <laughs> has kind of become the guy. But, of course, they turned to this uh, 39-year-old Craig Anderson on Saturday night. It's a great story that this guy ended up getting the win for them. Like it that. is a great story. I tuned in late, and so I missed what happened to Vanacek, and I see Anderson in there. I'm like, 
is this a fucking house goalie? (laughs) I'm like, where do we get this guy? He looks like it. Yeah, and he was falling down in ways that made me think house goalie. I know. And it's like, no, he was a legit NHL guy. Very good, but very good six years ago. The Caps have Chara, who's 43, going on 44. (laughs) I have Anderson, who's 39, going on 40. You know, Ovechkin's older, Backstrom's older. Like, it's really crazy how old the team is, but... You know, they're up 1-0. So is this, is this it for the run with Ovi? Ovi's contract is up. Would We've you pay said that him? before. They're, they're going to pay him. Okay, they'll pay him something. He's working without an agent, which I think is crazy. Does he so, need it, though? Well, yes, everybody needs an agent you where you're getting paid millions it? of dollars. Well, you run a pastel lawyer. You know, like in the NBA where the contracts are structural, they don't really use agents Well, anymore. you could get an agent and say, your fee is going to be 1%. Will you take it? They'd go, yeah. Because it's a layup 1%. It's an easy deal or, to make. Or you pay a lawyer $500 an hour, and he takes three hours to look at your contract. Oh, you were really cheap, Andy. Well, but this <laughs> is – but, but, but he, 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 that's why they this call it – This is not you and me negotiating a lease on a rental space. That's why they call it a max deal. You can't get any more money. Like, you may have the best agent in the world. I need more money. This is the max. This is all you get. So. But there's other things in it. There's other details that could possibly be hammered out. Like, I don't negotiate <laughs> NHL contracts. You think if but like Kramer once said, Galdi, well, they're the ones writing it off. You don't know what a write-off <laughs> yeah. is. So, so they know. Okay, so. but but if, if you're Kyrie Irving, do you really need it written in there that you can take off whenever you want to? You just you just do it. It's <laughs> the NBA, yeah. You yeah. Just do whatever you want. Right. All right. Um, At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid. 
with mybookie.ag. The Wizards, holy shit. Yeah, Strong man. close, and John Wall is apparently headed for a buyout. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a bad team. <sighs> it's a bad team. But uh, And he's a shot player. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something. I, I Have you dredged up the columns from the early part of the season when Westbrook was a <laughs> turnover machine? Oh, and, shit. And, and some suggesting this is among the worst trades in the history of the league. <laughs> oh, yeah. In I our mean, direction. No, that the Wizards had made a big yes, mistake. Right, that it was a bad that, trade and, in and, our direction. West, we fucked up. They were saying it was a horseshit deal. Yeah. I'm sure I said that. Well, I don't think I said that. My, my stance, Galdi, was, yeah, Westbrook for Wall, why not? Let's get nuts. What what we didn't know was how injured Westbrook was, yeah. that he was dealing with this severe quadriceps injury. That's okay. why he wasn't playing the second games of back-to-backs. That's why his numbers were really bad. He had all these empty triple-doubles that nobody cared about. Once okay. he got healthy, Ooh. he turned things around. The Rockets were horrible. Wall calmed down. Because remember, Wall initially got off to a good start. And, you know, remember, too, the trade isn't Wall for Westbrook straight up. It's Wall and a protected first-round pick for Westbrook. So okay. it, it, I know for me it, it was reminiscent of the Portis trade where you're like, it wasn't just that you traded champ for Portis. It was champ and a pick for Portis. So That was I, a high number two, I think. Yeah, which they used on Tatum Bell, who became a 1,000-yard back, because that's what Shanahan right, did. Right, 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 right. But right now, I don't think anyone would undo this trade. Westbrook, for all of his faults, and he's got faults, but he's tenacious, He's largely durable, and he has carried this team down the stretch. I mean, he has been amazing. These triple doubles are something else. He had a game the other night. He had 17 assists versus one turnover. I mean, that's that's crazy. That is. You can get caught up in, like, he doesn't shoot well and he'll, he'll occasionally be sloppy, but 17 versus one like that, that's amazing. No, that's really good. I mean, it's the first good break we've had with this team in a long-ass time. Well, They're t- fun as hell to watch. I'll tell you something else. There's some other players on this team, which, yeah. which if they stood out in the parking lot, you wouldn't even ask them to, to sit in your car and give them a ride. Robin Lopez is, great. Do, is doing like these Kareem things under the basket, <laughs> these these hook shots. And I watched the game yesterday. Yeah. If his name wasn't Ish Smith and his name was John Wall, you'd say, wow, spectacular. He came off the bench. He had a near triple-double. These end-to-end runs when he gets the ball and races up the court. The guy's been around for like 12, 13 years in the league. Right. He's been with every team in the league at least once. He's played for about literally 12 to 14 teams. Yeah. And he was tremendous. He's been awesome. The trade for Daniel Gafford looks like oh, a steal. Yeah, that's da- Daniel Gafford, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He's really money. He's Th- tough. Tommy, rebounds. Tommy Shepard's made a lot of good moves here yeah. in two years. Gee, a lot better than the old guy yes. that Andy defended time and time <laughs> okay. again. Who said in Ernie we trust? Who said it first? Maybe. Me. Okay. But I stopped trusting him after a while. Yeah, I also said, Once I said Patrick, said Patrick Ramsey was a young Brett Favre. Yeah, right, right. I said yeah. I would trade three number ones for Jay Williams yes, before did. the motorcycle accident. Oh I said some dumb shit, you yeah. know? I'm on the air a lot. <laughs> Shit's going to come out that's dumb. You're going to some picks. Callie, what's the dumbest thing you've ever said? You being uh, the yeah, strenuously logical, well-researched guy that you are. I said RG3 in 2013 was going to have the greatest comeback season ever and was going to put to shame what Peterson did off his ACL. Okay. More wrong, I could not have been. I, I said about RG3, I said he is unnaturally mature, which turned out to be the exact opposite. Right. Because I bought into his bullshit successories act where he had learned all the quotes, you know. 
leadership is something that's da da da, and teamwork makes the dream. And he still does that. You know who else? He still does exactly. On Twitter, it's like he won't stop. I know the grizzled Tom Lavero who loved to tell the story about the news conference where the airplane went over. Ah, the planes! Yeah, the plane went over, and he stopped. He paused. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because of the planes, he said that all the time. Yeah, he was raving about that basically. Yeah, Yeah. that he that he was so uh, you know cordial to the media. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, everybody bought the 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 crap that he was spewing. Uh, Okay, did you? See the cruel prank that apparently somebody played yes. on this kid who went to the Atlanta Falcons facility mm-hmm. thinking he had been called by the defensive coordinator of the Falcons, Dean Pease, right. and offered a tryout at rookie minicamp. Shows up and they're like, Yeah, yeah, we don't see you on the list. He went public with it. Oh, wow. Did you, you didn't see this? No, uh, I did not see I that. have an alternate theory on that, though, and it's almost. It's, I, go it's, ahead. It's, I'm with you it's, on this. It's evil, but but here's my thought. It looks like the guy got totally pranked and screwed, and somebody played a, an awful trick on him. On the other hand, if you'll do anything to get to the NFL, this is not a bad idea. Is it work, you're yeah, saying? It could be a work inside a work, yes. inception style. You have, you have a friend who has a 404, what is it, Atlanta 404? Yeah, 404. 404 area code, text you, say, I'm Dean Pease, show up at the Falcons facility. Then you show up at the Falcons facility and say, well, I'm here to try out. They go, hmm, your name's not on the list. Well, look at this. I have these texts from (laughs) Dean Pease. He says, show up. And, you know, in some cases they might say, oh, okay, I guess we missed one. Get a jersey and uh, go run out on the field. They, did, they didn't. They caught that. I'll give you a, 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 an example of this. There's a guy, I don't know if you worked with him, Rich Cook. Did you yeah. overlap Rich Cook? In yeah. His yeah. When he was at Maryland, he told me this, he tried out for the football team. And the way they did it with the walk-ons was they had the helmets and they had a piece of tape across the top and you had your name on it. And you showed up for the morning practice. And if in the afternoon you had, there was a helmet there without a name on it, you were cut. So he said he kept a piece of tape in his pocket yeah. and, would put it, and went to put it on a helmet. <laughs> so, That's smart. Yeah. Wow. So he brought it with him like, yeah, yeah. I'm still on the team here. They got it. They caught But yeah. the, so, idea, the idea that a GM would text you to invite you to a tryout, like, really? You think that's how they do it? Like, right. They call you. They call your agent. They're not just going to send you a text right. and just count on you seeing that? Like, come on. And, I, and his agent is is a former uh, Corey Alexander, I think, former Virginia oh, player. Okay. John Tavius, John Terrius Bryant is yeah. the young man's name. I think it could be a work inside of work that this now becomes a sympathetic situation yeah. where the Falcons go, a good call. oh, we got to come on in. Let's right. give you a look-see. Maybe. It's yeah. a Smollett. A, <laughs> Jesse Smollett. <laughs> yeah. But this could be well executed if he ends up getting looked. Yeah, Chances are he's not going to make it. Jesse team. was sloppy. That's true. Do you remember yeah. the, remember the, the, didn't the Cowboys once bring a guy in from the Joes versus Pros yeah. reality show? Yeah. Wide receiver. Yes. Had dreadlocks. Had mm-hmm. a big game against the Niners once. Yeah, it yeah, happens right. once in a while. I love those stories. Herb Mulkey. That's the, that's the longtime one. From, Her, uh, and who was Herb Mulkey, for those that don't remember? George Allen, all, tr- all comers tryout at uh, Georgetown University, 1972. Mm-hmm. And uh, Herb Mulkey had never played college football and showed up and ran, as they said. I mean, it was a hand-timed run, but supposedly ran a 4-4 on a wet wow. field and became an all-pro kick returner for a year. Yeah. If they held an open tryout for radio jobs Ooh. how many people would line up oh, everybody from here to the moon and back right because everyone thinks they can do it and everyone andy has how many good shows in them one one <laughs> which is usually what well it's, should pete rose be in the hall yeah. of fame what's your favorite sports movie who's the best athlete of all time <laughs>
And the call is LeBron overrated. Yeah, and then the, the lines light up. I'm like, well, look at this. They love so me. Easy. Yeah. So easy. They love me. Right. And then comes tomorrow. Yeah. What are you going to talk about tomorrow? Well, that's like uh, I had Ronaldo Nehemiah on the show last week when we had Skeets. The, yeah, Skeets Nehemiah, who was a, a track star uh, who played been, briefly for the Niners. Yes, would have been in the Olympics in 80, but we boycotted. Athletes who were amateurs couldn't make money. He went to the 49ers, played three years, and uh, was on a Super Bowl team. Replaced, by the way, by Jerry Rice. If you have to go out, that's not a bad way to go out. Sure. Um, and uh, who was the guy, the DK Metcalf, when he was trying to qualify? And he just basically, you know, poured water all over it. Now, Metcalf did probably better than who he. Who poured water all over it? Nehemiah. He said, he said this guy is not going to qualify. This is ridiculous. Too big. Yeah, too big. But he, he ran a good time, Goldie, a for a dude as big as he is. But he's not, incredible. He's a monster. But not not Olympic Olympic. He athlete. was he was ninth yeah, in the he, heat, which he was dead guys. last. I think it was dead last. No, but he beat, in other heat, his time was better than two other guys. So you can't poo poo that. No, no. He was better than other guys who only do sprinting. But, but and he, he plays in the NFL. But he wasn't going to make the Olympic team. The, well, okay, fine. Yeah. Just don't tell Tim Tebow he's not going to make the Jaguars either. Oh, How about the guy Washington's trying to work as? Samis Reyes, this Chilean guy? Yeah. Never, Chilean tight end. Never played football at any meaningful level, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're trying to make it so that he maybe makes a team. Wait till he gets a helmet to the ribs. Yeah, I know. That's uh, yeah. he, Now, he's built like a tank. I don't know if you've seen him. He looks incredible, but, of course, there's a little more to playing tight end than looking great. Do you think that's what separates those in the NFL, those that can withstand the pain yes. and – understand the violence, and almost relish it to a certain degree, right? I go back to the Chris Cooley thing. You'd be surprised how many guys don't like football. Football, if you don't like it, is hard. Right. And it's, it's, it's you're, painful. You're three weeks into August. You've never been challenged before in your career as a college stud. You're getting your ass kicked every day. You're exhausted. You're hurt. Nobody cares. The media's starting to go, I don't know if this second rounder is any good. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why am I doing this? Did you hear the uh, A.J. McCarron take on Tebow? No. He was in the Jets camp when Tebow had his last go-round there. Okay. And, and he said, everybody's saying, oh, yeah, uh, Tebow's doing what he should have done 10 years ago, become a tight end. He says, guess what? They tried him at tight end with the Jets. He, he was terrible. Couldn't play. He yeah. said he said he, he, said he <laughs> ran couldn't a 4 Couldn't block guys, yeah. didn't move very well, not fluid. Ran a 4-8. You know, that's, that's lineman. Isn't this insulting, too, to tight end? Tebow to tight end, this guy Reyes to tight end. Yes. Like, all these experiments you do at tight end. Like, what does that say about that position that teams are willing to even try stuff like it's this? It's the arrogance of how hard can it be. No, it's Ant- so- Antonio Gates, too. Who knew? Oh, right, because there's that one outlier of, hey, there's this guy that never did it, and he turned out to be great. But Let's you don't see this at other positions, though. You know, No one does this at, like, running back or, obviously, quarterback or anything like that. Like, tight end seems to be the spot where teams try to do this, do these, like, you know, experiments with people. I suppose it's like right field in baseball, right? Just put them in right <laughs> stick field. Stick them out the left field. Yeah, stick them left out Left field, yeah, not yeah. right field. Right, right field. Right, right, wait, which is the higher leverage spot, right or left? And the major is right field. In, because? Because more balls are hit to right field. And you got to make a throw to third, yes. which is a more difficult throw than yes. from left field. On the okay. defensive spectrum, right field is actually up there. Okay. But in, oh, little, yeah. in Little League, you, most of the hitters are right-handed, so very few balls are hit out there. I know. I played right field. 
So <laughs> they, they stick you out there when they, that's where they want to hide you. That's that's the place where they don't want. You. Did you chew on dandelions while you had your gloves sitting under your arm, not paying attention? <laughs> every, every once in a while, there'd be one fit out there. Oh no, Andy, Andy, go get it! <laughs> yeah. Andrew, go get it! And I did not have much speed either. Yeah, right which field is, which the, is a problem. Right field, right field is the position of shame yeah. in little league. Right. So hey, while we're here with baseball, Goldie, I had to talk to you, man. This yeah. Shohei Otani is something. Any something? Hopefully he stays healthy. He's spectacular. So what is the Galdi take on him, the global Galdi take on Shohei? I think you have to try to do this because the amount of value someone like this can provide, if he can do this, is otherworldly. If he can excel as a hitter and excel as a pitcher, and to me, you do whatever you need to do. So if he only has to pitch once a week, you do that. You you know, you know, go by the Shohei rules. You, you abide by whatever you need to do. But this is really special that he can do both at an elite level. There's, he, ne- there's really never been someone like this since – Really, Babe Ruth. he can play in the field too. He did, yeah. Yeah, he can. I mean, he can, but he's not usually there. He's yeah, usually DHing, right? Yeah, and I, I wouldn't. I don't think it's worth the risk to do okay. that. Okay, but that'd be three spots he holds down. Yes, and you know, it's also like he doesn't have to start. He could be a reliever, so you could start him in the game as a DH, and then as the game goes on, move him to pitcher and have him. You know, there's all kinds of things you can do. The problem with him has just been he's not been able to stay healthy. But if he can stay healthy, he's, he's that's really incredible. Good. What he does, like. Nobody has in our lifetimes been able to throw like that and hit like that at the highest level. He's also leading the team in stolen bases, I think, right? Is that right? Is he, he uh, might be. Freak. He's like sick, and they don't steal many bases, but he stole like six. Yeah. Last, last Will week. we see more of these guys in the future, yes or no? no. I don't think so. I just no. think it's really hard to do this. Okay. Yeah. How's baseball treating you so far, Goldie? Good, man. Uh, Nats have got some problems, but yeah. uh, they're not Fixable? Out of it. Yeah, I think so. The yeah. division has been very disappointing so far. It has so, been a little bit, you yeah. know, meh, it's minus. Not, not overly impressive. Andy, no. you like it baseball so far? I do. Uh, the Nats drive me crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Brad Hand blew a couple of saves last weekend, and I was very nervous when he came in yesterday. I'm, I'm a Nats fan. I'm, I, it's, I'm a full-fledged Good. Nats you fan. Good. You should be. They've been in town for 20 years now. 15, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, 15.05. Thank you for that. No, I like I like. I like the baseball. The baseball. I like the baseball. The baseball will get us through the summer. I like the fact, boys, we're going to have the NBA and the NHL deep into July, which we've never had. That's what it should be. Yeah. Thank you. Start the seasons in December. The stuff about going head-to-head with the NFL is lunacy to me. Right. The one league that decided to get out of the way of the NFL, the PGA Tour, that moved the Mm -hmm. PGA to May, which is this week. Smart call. So they could wrap up the FedEx Cup playoffs by September 8th or whatever and say, okay, yeah. Summer's over. Here's football. We're done for yep. the most part. But the NFL is chewing up more and more. They're like, oh, I know. It's, it's like a spill on the carpet. It's just moving, <laughs> moving, moving. Go, yeah. Uh, we're gonna take a 17th game, and you oh. watch. There's gonna be double buys, and they're gonna say to the players, "Oh yeah, you're gonna do 18." I know you don't want to do 18, right? But it's gonna be 18. But the NFL is now in a fight with the union to reclaim this sweet off-season ground of the OTAs and mini camps because the battle now, as you know, Galdi is. We're not coming in for that shit. We didn't last year. There was no big deal. Yeah. Now, I, I wonder, though, do you think the NFL really cares about that? Like, if you're an owner, do you really care about yes. the OTA stuff? You think so? Yes, because it keeps your arms around your players. And it keeps. It's not a revenue generator, though. Interest generator. It's a headline generator. It's a clickbait yeah. generator. It's ground gained, and I think these guys never want to give up right. ground yeah. gain. And look, we had we had incidents. Who was those t- two former uh, Washington defensive backs who got in a card game scuffle? Y- y- you know where they 
brought a gun in. Oh, Quentin Dunbar. Quentin Dunbar, and, and <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah. So, so the longer they're away from, they the robbed facility, the whole party. Although yeah. they got, they get, apparently they got set up. It wasn't legit. But so. what well, the point is, the, the did longer, they have handguns, Goldie? Uh, I don't know. I okay. Don't know. <laughs> the longer you ha- you keep them away from the facility, the worse. You you just want to have sure. them there to keep an eye on them. That's, sure. Exactly. That's, that's one but the, the the NFLPA every time the CBA is coming up always starts yelling and screaming about we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to hold out. There's going to be a lockout, blah blah blah, and they never do anything. No, they never win these negotiations. They always yeah. get humbled because you can't get all these guys on the same page. They don't all save their money. And so it's like they can say whatever they want, and at the end of the day, the owners win these negotiations every time right. in the NFL. Oh, I'll never forget. The, the one 10 years ago, the lockout, yeah. which really only locked out like the— They uh, missed the Hall of Fame game. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. And, the only and, thing they missed. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you, right. You had players taking out interest, uh, 20% interest oh, on, on, yeah. on, on $500,000 yeah. loans. That they, was outrageous, they, yeah. yeah. They, they couldn't live without the money. So. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, so uh, what was I going to end on here today? I had a segue in my mind. Anything you guys want to talk about before we're done here, as always— Download, log on, get Galdi's podcast, the Al Galdi podcast. It drops every day, every week. Every day, out by 5 a.m., Monday through Friday. Of course. That's so, the, the, the Galdi way. Nice and early. When you wake up, it's waiting there for you. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Al Galdi on And, and the Nats uh, the 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 chat podcast. Ooh. Post-game Nats talk with uh, nice. myself and Mark Zuckerman. We have good. a lot of fun doing that. So Excellent. Uh, that's available as well. Zuck is good as well. Yep. Andy? I'm on uh, AM 630. 630 still lives. The little engine that could. Bram Weinstein's on there as well, and I'm okay. on every day at 10 o'clock, sometimes till noon, sometimes right, at 11. Do you see where Bill Gates apparently got advice from Jeffrey Epstein about ending his divorce, <laughs> yeah. ending his marriage? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's an unfortunate thing to come out, right? Yeah. Is that, is that, that's not the guy you want to confide Probably in. Probably not. Right, Probably Goldie? Not. Like, yeah. hey, Jeff, I don't know, man. It's a loveless marriage. What should I do? Ooh, come to my island. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're on the islands, man, you will like it out here. Uh, how about her when she thought she was going to announce it in March? <laughs> she rented an island for $130,000 a night. <laughs> I saw that. And she wow. wound up hanging with the kids there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love for this schedule goal to be permanent, but I think they don't want to occupy the summer because there's international competitions some of these leagues get into. And the ice in July is not very good in arenas. All the humidity, it's it's, it's a little dicey. I just think, especially for the NHL, it is suicide. October, November, December, three months the NHL goes head-to-head with the NFL. Like, what are you doing with that? And with the NBA, NBA's ratings have plummeted in recent years. I know. Don't go head-to-head with the NFL. I know. But I think the NHL doesn't care, per se, because they've got their diehards that still go to the rink. Mm-hmm. Opposite NFL Sundays, I've always wondered, marveled at that. It'd be like this great NFL Sunday in October. Oh, there's the first third Caps game of the year. <laughs> and that building, Ted's yeah, house is full. They do. Well, yeah. Some of them wear like a badge of honor. <laughs> you NFL people. Exactly. Like, I'm not a slave to yeah. the NFL. I'm here to watch a hockey game. That's One right. of 82. <laughs> but but they show up. I think you start the NBA on Christmas. That's their day. You start the NHL with four outdoor games on New Year's Day. Bing, bang, boom. That'd be yep. beautiful. Finish in July. Start cinching up what is normally the worst span of sports radio we have, mm-hmm. which is June to July, which is best sports movie, and yeah. what other things do we have? Pete Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Rose. I don't even think that's still a topic. Well, days. it is now because because now you put them up against the steroid guys. Well, at least he didn't do that. Uh, and and, so. and and then we also have gambling involved in baseball now. Yeah, it's legal, so how about Pete Rose? How about yeah. that? Gaul, are you gambling these days? Uh, no, I don't have the balls to gamble. Come on. Yeah. I know. I, I need to summon the courage. You'd, I don't... you'd be good. Uh, yeah, you know what? No one's good at it. You may be good for a little while, but there's a reason those buildings in Vegas look as they do. For as good as you think you are, 
there's people on the other side setting the lines. 100%. Even better. 100%. Because that's all they do yeah. every day. And their jobs ride on it to make sure the numbers are right. Yeah. And they get information coming in all the time from people's money. So they go, oh, wait a minute. There's stuff. Hold on a second. What's the Danny DeVito line? <laughs> Everybody loves money. Yeah, everyone, needs, they... everyone needs money. That's why they call it money. money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I wish I could pay you money for this, guys. Thank you for your time, though. That's 46 minutes of your life you'll never get back. It's great to have you in the van with Andy Galdi. Yes. And uh, if you ever want me to do a home-and-home home on your podcast, just say that. I would love for that. I appreciate okay. that. Maybe we can talk about Aaron Rodgers coming to Washington at some point. So. I've taken a break from that with you guys today because I've talked it to death. Don't know if you have a quick thought on it. Uh, I hope like hell it happens. I have no belief that it'll happen. What would you surrender? Uh, Being as a guy that doesn't like to surrender assets. Yeah, I know I don't. I would give up essentially what it would take to make the deal happen. I would. Three ones and any player on defense not named Chase Young. That was my price. Yeah, I would do that. Three ones, anyone not named Chase, and I'd keep another second or third round in my pocket if that was what it took to finally close. Yes. That's a huge price. I'd fucking. Because there's no reason to think he's going to fall off, right? No, he's good for four years. So Pro Bowl guy for four years. Boom. Well, I mean, yeah. how do you not do yeah. it? I mean, look at what we saw with Tom Brady. And you're, you're the one that said RG3 was too expensive. You're the, you're the, oh, I was one of the few guys going, and, I know. And we went, whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? But then he got here, I fell for his fucking act. Yeah, and I was did. like, you know what, this guy's really good. He's got <laughs> it together. No, he was a narcissistic douchebag. But it is what it is. Uh, I think I saw a stat. We haven't had a 30-touchdown passer in forever. Yeah. As since, a franchise. Uh, since Sonny Jurgensen in the 60s. Really? That's yes. the last one? Yeah, it's pathetic. 30. So every, every, 30 is a low bar. Every year in the NFL, there are like seven, eight guys with 30. No, yeah. 30 touchdown passes is not that much. It's less, no. It's less than two a game. And we haven't had one since Sonny in the 60s, which tells you something about Sonny, right? What was not a pass-happy NFL, and he gets a 30-plus touchdowns. But that we haven't had that since then is really incredible. Yeah, yeah. it'd be like not having a 20-home-run hitter in baseball yeah, right. in like, that long of a time. Do you remember Lavernius Coles? He had, yeah. he had 90 catches. He caught one touchdown pass. <laughs> I remember that. Thrown by Chris Cooley. <laughs> right, 90 catches for a very low average because mm-hmm. they were all hitches. Yeah. They were all slip screens because Joe was very timid at the time. Last season, the NFL set all kinds of passing records. Washington as a team totaled 16 touchdown passes the entire year. Six. 16. That's like a total out of the 40s. That's really bad. 16 that, touchdowns. That's four passes. games for Marino. Yeah, right. <laughs> did you win, loss, win, loss the record after it came yes, out? Yes, I did. And what did you have? I'm, I'm ashamed to say it. Seven and 10, I got. No. I, I mine went the other way. What? I, I did it game by game. I came up with 11 and Look 6. Look at that! 11 and fucking 11 6. 6, I know. Haven't won 11 games in 30 years. I know, I know, I know, You're I know. You're caught up in the off-season furor. What about you, Goldie? I had 8 and 9. You had 8 and 9, yeah. okay. That's probably where it is. No, somewhere. Yeah, no. You know, it's an 8 and 8 league, 7 and 9. It's a 7 and 9, 9 and 7 league, right, Andy? Not no anymore. longer. Not because anymore. these new fucking numbers, I hate it. <laughs> oh, another one's coming. You know, you can, these guys can hop up and down. We're not taking 17. Yep, you're taking 17 games. Exactly. All right, I'll buy you bagels over at Bagel City, guys. Thanks. Oh, great. Thanks. Look forward to that. If you know where there's any own. gas, let me know. I need I got to get some. some. You some. did. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, go up to Germantown. Yeah. Don't go to D.C. 88% of stations are out of gas. Is that what it is? Well, just 88. The district of Shock- Kamumbly. Shocking that D.C. would be in a rough spot with that, huh? Funny how that is. Yeah. All right, boys. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At MyBookie, there is no off-season. 
NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. At Kroger, fresh groceries are our thing. So we check your delivery order for freshness at every step from farm to store and pick and pack every veggie in your free pickup order with care because we treat your food the way we'd want ours to be treated. We're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now. CancerScreenQuiz.com. Dot com.